0: Disclaimer, this podcast contains adult language. Hello there, folks, and welcome back to the Armchair Pundits with myself, Lester Lindsay, and Hammy Hamilton. This week, we are joined by a guest, a very special guest. He plays with Thornley Wood United. I hope I've said that right. And um, I didn't think, Hammy, I, mean, I didn't think it was possible to have less followers or less fans in the Armchair Pundits. But this next guest certainly, certainly tops that list. It's the one and only. Hey, boy, how you doing, my man? I'm good, mate. Good. Good to be here. Good to be here. Fantastic, Hammy.
1: Yeah, I don't think you had to introduce him as Billy Boy there. As soon as you said Thornley Wood, Thornley Wood, sorry, United, and you said he's a star man there, everyone would have known who it was. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm 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 doing well. Um, I'm looking forward to to getting this podcast um, on the road. It's been, I mean, we've been fucking about for a for a wee bit now, uh, Billy Boy. So, uh Boy. Bowie not him, Billy Billy,
0: Boy, Billy Billy like do you know what? we'll just we we'll just stick with Darren. right? That seems to be a bit easier. Aye. Right, fuck it, right, That. because I can't I obviously can not
1: as you can see, cope with us. So aye, we'll go with Darren. Um bye, no, it's been a long time coming, Darren. We've been messing you about for for about three weeks and all that. We said we'd get you on about three weeks ago, but um, you know, that's just the armchair pundits for you.
2: So <laughs> oh, we're here now. We're here now. <laughs> so well, it matters,
0: now, and that's all that matters uh, we'll do a wee introduction to ourselves so the people listening get to know you and find out a wee bit about you we'll just do the same questions that we ask everybody whoever comes on the show we have three questions that we like to ask and we'll just go through them at the moment so the first question is what is your first football memory? it can be really. it can be watching a game on the telly it can be remember the first game you went to just your first memory of when you realised football was for you uh,
2: for me First, football man, he's probably going to be how the, the Ronaldinho goal against Chelsea. Now, how the one we was wiggle. doing the wee dance at the edge of the box, and then he's just toe-poked the ball into the back in it. What a goal aye. that was! What a player, aye. as well. Uh, aye, that's for me. That was the first time I thought, Aye, I'll give us a Checks goal. Yeah, aye.
0: aye, it did. <laughs> <laughs> was it <so> <laughs> was that a golden it? Barcelona kit at the time?
2: Aye, crackery, I, I love that. Did you like it? I th- Messi, I've never liked it. Messi was just coming into the into the team as well. Um, but Daniel was still the main man. Um, it was a good Chelsea team. It Was Mourinho's Chelsea team? Was it? so? It was. Aye, I'm t- sure it was 2005 or something.
0: See, to be fair, know Ronaldinho, see when you were growing up, like, your age, Ronaldinho was the man, wasn't he? Because he wasn't just, like, the best in the world. He was also, like, the skillful guy, happy as Larry, and he, was just, he seemed to be absolutely everything like, you'd want to be when you grew up. Aye.
2: See, when you grow older and all, you realise that he loved the night out, and we appreciate that a lot more, because obviously he's, he's done all that well. He's
0: half-cut, most of the time. <laughs> I've heard stories about Ronaldinho, apparently when he was at Barcelona, he didn't actually train. He would come in, show up, like he'd go all night, and he would come in pissed or still half cut hung over the fuck. And he would just spend all day sleeping on a massage table and then would jump for like a game of sevens at the end of the day and then get home. That was his routine gang. Kind of legend, absolute legendary game.
1: He's an absolute magician with ball, I think. It was at the start of lockdown, the mind of they was doing their top five players on Facebook and all that. Mind that? Yeah, Absolutely. Who was your favorite five favourite players? growing up and there was one common denominator between every single one that I've seen and that was Ronaldinho uh, he was in mine as well I'm, I'll, I'll say that slaggy enough days if I've never done it myself but um, <laughs> no he was number one for me when I was growing up just I mean that goal you're speaking about down it was that umbro ball I know in the Champions yeah, League just fucking one of the yeah, best goals mad, you'll ever see he's my temple boots as well see the black ones with the, the goals writing they yeah. a, unbelievable just everything yeah, I I, about that.
2: that was amazing
0: <laughs> so that goal stuck in your mind. Then we've covered the kit, the teams, the boots, the ball, right? So that we remembered that goal, brilliant. Moving on to the next question, it will be what is your favourite football memory? No, that no one you remember like of any early you memory, want... but it could be anything for last week. It can be as you scoring a goal for Thornywood It can be Erin, literally. anything what is your favourite football memory? Do
2: you want one when I was playing, or do you want one? No, when I'm playing.
0: We'll go for both. Why don't we get one? Is we get one as a fan first.
2: Right, uh, fairly recently, to be honest with you, um, she the goal that I celebrated the most, but is Morelos' goal against Legia Warsaw. She Aye. just the ninety last minute goal, and it's just him. Yeah, I mean, I think every Rangers fan lost Morelos, and it's just a wee daft either, and then his wee knee slide. Just absolute
1: silence. The absolute silence for Legia Warsaw after that, and after Boric. Um, Aye, glorious. That made it even glorious. better. It was the made ball it even Jordan Jones, when he's fucking very few assists that he got with Rangers and he does that in the 90th minute. I was actually in fucking Malawi for that goal, right? And uh, obviously I knew the game was happening and I didn't find out the result until two days later. The Wi Fi completely fucking disbanded. We had paid for like, Malawian SIM cards, so we couldn't like use, you couldn't like connect to your data. Do you know what I mean? We'd look like, brand new SIM cards and all that. The Wi Fi was off for two days. So it was two days later I found out the Rangers had qualified <laughs> for Europe.
2: <laughs> she, to be fair, though, see a, a game that runs at close. See the Braga game Yeah, right. iBrox. You 3 0 with a Oh, your kick. man. Uh, I, I, I couldn't get to go to the game. I'm sitting watching a game in my, my living room. My mom, my mom doesn't really like football, right? And she's she's like, Coronation coordination streets on. She calls like getting beat to on And I'm sitting thinking, game's done innit? it. And then Haji just pops up, starts fucking running the show. They yeah. went to two each, and I'm like, you're not turning this. Hey, <laughs> and two, that's, seconds, that's... two seconds later, free kick comes in.
1: I think that's one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in. Were you at the game, Hammy? Aye. Aye, aye, one of my very few games of that
0: season. Uh, that was you just certainly try to get that in there. Darns admitted that I didn't get to the game. Oh, I was there, you know. I was killing in. <laughs> <a laughs> oh,
1: you won the ne- you won <laughs> the Darn me, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a shame! <laughs> well, fitting that you came on the armchair pundits, not I mean watching it in the oh, house. That's what the name of the show was found on. Was we sitting in your armchair and dishing out your shitey Uh <laughs> talking about people dishing out shitey patter what is your favourite moment as a player?
2: Uh... <laughs> got a lot of tons to be He's honest It's got to
1: be playing against me isn't it
2: uh, it's, it's definitely <laughs> up there <It's> definitely <laughs> up there um, uh, probably winning the league Got Cairn uh, a couple of seasons ago know um, a lot of people win trophies in junior football and I managed to To be fair didn't they play a lot that season I think I scored seven goals or something Um, and didn't they play a lot but didn't they really matter it was a great bunch of boys and what we achieved was really good considering we were in a league with Shorts, and, and they were throwing quite a bit of money about uh, that season. And to be honest with you, I think we went been on a run with 11, 12 games unbeaten for the start of the season and they just couldn't catch us. Um, and then I can remember Gunnar to <coughs> Shots' he's part and we were playing against Blantyre. And Blantyre had to win to go up themselves. And if Shorts won, they won the league. So I we went there with a couple of the boys and we're sitting watching a game. And, Shots went up one like, nil. Oh no man With a night out After it as well like, Oh no And then two seconds later uh, Blanty requires And ended up going on To win it to uh, 4-1 um, And just See the, the feeling Of that night out That was brilliant
0: Ronaldinho hold... Activated
2: aye Oh I, <laughs> Oh aye. I was kick, kicking every ball With Blantyre, And then one of the boys Started singing. shots Lost the league At Hannah Park And I'm like Oh no There's about 250 <laughs> shots Fans there I like, has oh, <laughs> got to start a riot he's <laughs> slowly moving away from him going I'm moving him. by the way <laughs> 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 uh, but aye that's probably sticks out to be fair hundreds a honour's a good memories for for under-19 football and um, like, pro-youth in that but uh, aye that probably sticks in my mind
0: brilliant so it's the best brilliant Hammy the third question is one I think it's closer to your heart than it is mine so I'll let you ask it away
1: Right, darling, what's your favourite beer? And but b- before we go any further, I'd like you to just think about it for a wee second. Don't come out with fucking strawberry mojitos or whatever we had one week. Um I, I want a good one here. I think I'm I'm gonna go pure
2: basic and and say Peroni. Oh it's probably. Oh, oh, it's my favourite. It's probably but you know something I don't like. I don't like a full pint. I like a half pint because no, she if you get a full right, pint, no, a right, no, right, no, listen to me. Listen to me. She <clears throat> if you get a half pint, right? It's never flat because you've downed it. you can get another one, it's half the half the price of a pint. See if you get a full pint and say you're watching the fat and The fat really good and you're distracted. Pint goes flat. I'm telling you, mate. It's all. It's all. It's all upstairs. It's all in the Heat.
0: This oh, just sounds like an excuse for able to drink a beer quick enough. <laughs> Looking <laughs> after
2: things you've
1: there for dancing done, correct. <laughs> Listen, say I, 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 actually might take that point and on board. Um, I mean days going by, aye. But I mean nowadays I just spank pints that are fucking fruit juices. Um, <laughs> but no, no, but I, I, I might actually try that. But no, it's one of the better answers that we've had on this show. Um, definitely. To be fair, I think it's probably.
0: I liked Bill's answer, Bill. If if, if you're still listening, I would be amazed if you do for the amount of time that Hammy spent slagging you off for your strawberry daiquiris and whatnot. <laughs> I actually liked you the fact that you tried to go a bit different, so fair play to you. But uh, not all now. i have had answers like Budweiser, Corona, Like it's not been very good. So you've went Peroni, and it's Hammy's favourite. So we'll accept that. Moving on to the football though, lads. A uh, couple of big things this week. First of all, we had. I mean, this isn't that big in the world of Scottish football, but because I'm a Hamilton fan, we're going to cover it, right? We had Brian Rice's new contract extension was announced this week, as well as his kind of his full coaching staff with Ben Zulu and, and Potter. Uh, I'd be interested to know how much each you think it. We'll come back to my point at the end, but uh, Hammy, uh, Brian Rice. Yes.
1: uh I. I think I like him. Uh, first and foremost, uh, obviously um McGowan likes him as well if he's offering them a new contract. They currently sell obviously bottom of the table. Uh, but Brian Rice he's passionate. He can't fault the man of that. He's I mean we spoke about it just before we came on this show that David Templeton um got injured in what was it November you said? Aye, possibly even earlier than that, I recall. Um but just like he's got the poorest squad in the league, he's got the lowest budget in the league, players like Templeton out stuff like that, and I they find ourselves bottom of the table. So I'm not really making too much sense here, but I, I I just have a a belief, you know, in my own family that they're 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 going to stay up. And um, <laughs> Brian Rice, he's always you know very forward. He's he's one of us. Do you know what I mean? He talks like one of us as well. And he, he speaks like he speaks he's a he's a straight guy. Do you know what I mean? There's no well take for now but you will <laughs> but I'm sure he's got a lovely wife. He's a he's a straight talker, you know, and that, that's what I like about a person, somebody that can just speak their mind. There's no beating round the bush. So no, I like Brian Rice. I'm I'm happy that he got a, a contract extension. I think he deserves it. I think he's been through a lot as well when you're in respect to the he's sort of gambling addiction and stuff like that, that I had. So, not nah, brilliant guy, he can relate to the, the gambling addiction as well. So, um, I will go for that.
0: So, I'm sure <laughs> you can at all, Leicester. Oh, yep, absolutely. £100 <laughs> on 14 pounds and stuff, just that's days in the past. Darn, <laughs> uh, mate, I don't, I don't know how much you follow Hamilton or Brian Rice, but what do you think of the contract extension? Uh, I think it's a good contract uh, extension for
2: Hamilton. Um, see considering the, the situation he's found himself in With the injuries that he's had The amount of budget he's got um, I think he's done well He's he's one for promoting the youth as well And I quite like to see that Because it's good to see uh, the youth been given a chance Because yep. seeing you give a young boy a chance He's got no fear He just goes straight in And uh, you're, you're going to get 100% effort at him. Um, And he's got a fighting chance To stay in the league and he, to be honest with you, he, he, the past seasons, that's all Hamilton need. Um, however, I do believe that they're going to go down this year. I think their r- luck has run out. How, however, <clears throat> you never know. You never know with this, with this league and the Hamilton team because they seem to pull results out when I've got them to get beat on my cup
0: I can't believe that. I've actually asked you to come on this show as a friend and come on here. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've introduced you, i gave you a nice introduction and stuff and you've come on here shouting my face by telling me you think Hamilton's going down. I Bang feel
2: terrible for saying it, but Ugh. I've I've got I've got to be honest. I've got to be I've got to be honest. Um, but no, he's, he's done a great job, and, and I've, I've i I know, and I'm doing fine. fun enough, Um it must what? just be is, you? <laughs> 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 He's got a dog, and all he's got a dog. It takes it again sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he said that it's, it's maybe worthwhile for for him when drop down the league and then get back up just to um sort of restructure the team, give the young ones a a better chance. Um and if they're getting games in SPL, it's it's, it's great experience for them.
0: Um, I know,
1: but you've always just got that issue of they go down and then they, they don't and they come, don't come back.
0: back up. So I, mean, I you don't don't need to look that far as well and recently it's happened a lot. You look at Falkirk, you look at Partick Thistle the teams obviously going to the championship. I mean both these are Rangers fans. The championship's a tough, tough league. It's tougher than people ex- yep. expect. It's, it's not like, for no team in Scotland would find that league a cakewalk. Maybe Rangers are now would maybe walk it comfortably. Uh, but it's, it's a difficult, difficult league to get back out of. Uh, so we're just saying, you know, a bit of the promoting the youth, I think Brian Rice, um, probably the last maybe three Hamilton managers, I think he's actually been the best out, out of Alec Neil Martin Cannon and Brian Rice. He, is, he, gives, he gives young boys a chance, left, right and centre. I think that could possibly be his biggest downfall, though, is having too much trust in the youth, I know, mm. as Hamilton, the, the blood and bones of the club, is putting young players in the squad. And he's obviously had a lot of problems with injuries, but there's experienced boys there that could be utilised a bit more. Uh, but, no, you can't take it away from him. Both of these have said he came out. He's very passionate. He's uh, very passionate and he deserves that new contract extension. I personally do like him. I, I, I agree he should have been given the contract extension. I just think the timing of it is a bit odd. We've got four games left the season. He's bought me the, we bought me the table. He's not, sorry, we are bought me the table. I was wondering if it's maybe just some way to try and sort of relieve some stress off him, knowing like regardless of whether we go down or whether we stay up, you're, you're still going to be in a job kind of thing.
2: I I, th- I think the timing's due to probably the, the chairman heard his rant last week and just shot himself. I just thought I need
1: that a new contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I think it's well timed. I, I do know what you mean. It's it's the timing of it is very strange, but it's not very strange for a team like Hamilton. I think they're throwing everything at it. I think they're throwing the kitchen sink at it. You know that ran a couple of weeks ago, and they're now renewed his contract with four games to go as they sit at the bottom of the table. I think they're throwing everything at this to try and get a reaction out of the players.
0: Yep, fair enough. I think that's covered that pretty well, to be honest. I don't know if there's any more we could say about it. Um, the Other bit of breaking news we had this week was finally UEFA came to a decision regarding the Glenn Kamara incident. This has been very, very long in the, in the making, this decision that came. And it's it's been a strange one. So it starts off with... In fact we'll go, the, the rangers Slavia prague game as a whole. So Kemal Roof receives a four-match ban um, for his... Uh, was it assault? It was labelled on the Slavia-Prague goalkeeper. What do, what do we think about that one? We'll come to you first, on this time.
2: It's, it's definitely a red card for me. He's endangered an opponent. Um, I think he's been a bit unlucky because when you watch it back and stuff like that, he's got his eye on the ball, he's, he's no meaning to put the guy in the face, but mm-hmm. obviously he's done it. And for me, I, I think that's sort of went under the radar that ban and everybody's accepted it, which is fair enough, considering the. The, the other incident that went on and to be honest with you four games aye we'll take that considering what he done it's like that keeper's going to need to wear a, a head guard for the rest of his career so um I will take that take it and move on Harry
1: um, I think aye I agree with Darn it's doesn't matter about intent he's still done it at the end of the day um but when you're talking about it and the same game as what happened, the sort of the story that made global news was that Andridge, Cadelà racially abused Glenn Kamara. Um, when you're talking about it and stuff like that, I think it just needs to be Slavia Prague that needs to be punished for that. Um, I know that obviously Glenn Kamara got three games as well uh, for apparently hitting him in the tunnel. And I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think if if you're racist to someone, then you deserve to be punched. That's I know, probably an old school approach, one that probably won't sit well with a lot of people. But if a dog pushes your carpet, you don't,
0: you stand there. No, listen, buggered. we're here to give an opinion, so that's, that's that's like we're no here for anything else. We're just here to give our opinion. So I get what you're saying.
1: I, th- I think about common sense comes into it. Do you know what I mean? If you're like that, you know, if you're like that in any walk of life, you're going to get hot. I essentially, especially in this country. Um, but the the thing I was a bit gutted about was that Andrej Kadela got a 10-match UEFA ban because I, w- I was hoping that it would, it would maybe be 10 games or, or plus, you know, 20 games, except for the Scotland game because <laughs> obviously <laughs> the Czech Republic are going to be playing Scotland. So I was hoping that it was going to be available for that game and then we could literally kick racism out of football. Um, but I said that last week, I mean, there's some serious issues in the Czech Republic. Um, you know, Lukaku has went on record saying that he, what he felt like was all the fans in the stadium chanting racist abuse at him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, can some... I just
0: interject a wee second? I know we don't of usually course. do that on here. We try and give each other as much time as possible to go over a point. But I seen Michael Stewart today, and he made a very, very interesting point. And just as you're here talking about the Slavia Prague issue of racism, Michael Stewart was ostracised by public figures such as Rio Ferdinand for saying to execute this and hand out a ban, there needs to be proof. Michael Stewart, Rio Fer- people as public as Rio Ferdinand came out and, uh, like, tried to have a go at Michael Stewart for that, which I thought was ridiculous. Um, Michael Stewart's made a very good point of, if people in Scotland are wanting to unite against racism and against all kinds of prejudice, that's that's an absolutely brilliant fight to fight. Um, however, are these people going to then fight the same fight when it comes to sectarian matters? Because, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's, a, it's the same same boat. You're just... It's harmful prejudice that really has no place in football. So we're talking about could they like get a 10-match ban for a racist incident, does that then mean anybody found to be singing songs or if there's an incident on the pitch or an Old forum match, should they then receive the punishment that you're suggesting of getting hit plus more than a 10-match ban? Should that be acceptable for those incidents?
2: What I I find bizarre is, is if our fans get caught doing something like that, they're banned for the stadium. They're never allowed in again. Will Ferdinand get banned, I think, for 10 months for no didn't even fail a drugs test I think he just didn't ever refuse to do one Yeah, I missed one. See, see for me Kadela, he's 33 year old he should never kick a bogging UEFA should have hammered him and told him you're banned for life you will never play at any level ever again in Slavia Prague I can't I can see that it's their player they've got to defend them. that's fair enough but at the same time when you defend the wrong person and you're found guilty I think they should be banned for European competitions for two, a couple of years or something. I think I, I think UEFA had a chance here to to properly deal with it and sort of lay down a benchmark of this is this will not be tolerated. All, all the taking the knee, um, all the stuff, all the work that eh, that they've done across the season, um, it's sort of built up to this point for them to take proper action. And for me, <clears throat> they've lacked have like lacked the balls to do it, in my opinion. Um, if anybody anyway, in UEFA worth their salt would have, would have hammered that guy. Um, absolutely, um, I,
0: agree there. I, I totally agree. You've had the full, since Project Restart and the English game last season, you've had taking the knee in every game. Clubs have now decided not to do that. It's a mark of tokenism and nothing else. You've seen Rangers and Celtic both deciding to take a stand. Motherwell have joined that as well. And Clubs like QPR were doing that pretty much for the get-go. There's been so much action when you're looking at, at racist incidents and in, Clubs, football as a in general have been saying they want to tackle this and do so much. Yet when they're presented with such a like a massive incident and a a game at a game of sort like at a Europa League was it around a sixteen was it like, a massive massive game, and yeah. someone who now been found to be in guilty and he receives a ten match UEFA ban. So not even he's not banned in the league. It's just for European competitions. So he, really, what message does that send out? You're you're looking at a guy who has. Broke the ultimate rule of football now is to make sure everyone's treated equally. It doesn't sit right to me. And you mentioned about Rio Ferdinand getting a 10 month ban for his uh, refusal to take a drug test. Luis Suarez got a nine month ban for biting someone. So we're saying it's all right, it's more acceptable to racially abuse somebody than it is to bite them. Is that the message that's getting sent out here? Yeah,
2: absolutely right. I think as well what adds sort of insult to injuries, the fact that Camara gets three games. See, when I read that, it's just. What what can you do? Who's who who's in charge who's in charge of that? And surely to God somebody's got to look into him and go, What what are you thinking? I think the I only mean, supp- supposedly sorry. he's hurt him. Supposedly he's hurt him, but I us be real here. Do you honestly think Kamara could hit him? I've never well, seen Kamara make a bad challenge in his career.
0: Apparently, just, apparently there was an altercation in the tunnel after it and Stephen Gerrard was used as a witness in the hearing for this. This is what I've heard from credible sources. Um, what the allocation is, we'll never know because that the CCTV will stay with UEFA, it won't go out because well, I don't think there's any need for it to go out. But if Glenn Kamara is guilty of hitting the guy, then either needs to be some sort of punishment because if UEFA don't, then you're seen to be condoning it much in the same sense. We've just spoke about the racist, they've not taken enough action. And if Glenn Kamara is to hit somebody, there needs to be some sort of appropriate to talk to, to that. Do you know what I mean?
2: Uh, true, true. Um, I just feel. I just feel they haven't they haven't handled it well, no not handled it correctly, and I'm pretty sure the whole football and world would would agree, um, that there's have not done it correctly. I totally well, agree, mate. The, Hammy, the, the, sorry, the I interrupted
1: you there. No, sorry. Right. Um, the story that's kind of doing the rounds now, um, take from it what you will, but the story that's doing the rounds, you know, and there's a lot of rumors that this actually did happen, is that it was actually Connor Goldson that attacked him in the tunnel. That's I the story that. that's that that's the one that's doing all the sort of stranger social media. You mm-hmm. know, and that's that's what's getting said. It's that Connor Goldson was actually the one who did it, but to obviously protect um Connor and obviously Glenn Kamara, that they've just said it was Glenn. Um so take for that what you will. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know saying if it's true or whatever, but I mean, I, I, we did see how angry Goldson was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. It's reminiscent of that incident when, um, was it Kieran Gibbs handballed the ball off line for Arsenal and the referee sent off Oxley chamberlain <laughs> Similar vibes to that, isn't it? <laughs> but Glenn, Glenn Kamara, Connor Goldson, we're talking, about, we're talking about two professionals here. I think we've covered that issue well enough. i talking of Glenn Kamara and Connor Goldson. They're two boys who have absolutely walked the Old Firm games this year. I don't think I've seen either of them look stressed at any point. Connor Goldson's been an absolute mountain range they have only conceded one goal in all Old Firm competitions this season. And Glenn Kamara, is just, he's filled that midfield perfectly. This weekend, we have an Old Firm game coming up. Uh, both of you, as I can imagine, will be absolutely buzzing for it. The last Old Firm we had was shite because there was nothing to play for. This game, it, it's going to be totally different, let's be honest. Uh, Hammy, how excited are you that it's coming up? It's on Sunday. How are you feeling?
1: Well, it's an old firm, mate. So you're always going to be excited for it, especially when, as you say, there's something to actually play for here. I think both teams are going to really go for it. I don't think there's going to be any sitting back, you know, perhaps happy if there's a draw, ecstatic if there's a win. I think both teams will just go for it and hope for the win. Um, So it should be a good game. Obviously, no fans there. It's never going to be what we're used to seeing an old firm it's not the old firm do you know what I mean it's not it, what makes the old firm is the atmosphere and the, the hostile tensions you know the the, the back and forward but obviously you don't get that sort of stuff now at the, at the game so it's it's not the, the best but nonetheless it is an old firm and it's historical these old firms because it's always going to be remembered as you know or the Scottish Cup old firm we know we know fans you know it's easy to sort of it's easy to navigate your way through that old firm if you just type that and you don't even need to remember the year. <laughs> Cause they all sort of combine into one and you do get them confused when you're you're stuck in YouTube for about seven hours. <laughs> so um but it's quite easy to navigate these sort of old films. So um I I'm I'm absolutely buzzing, of course. I am I tried to get Monday off at work, but um I just... okay, never they never let me, you know.
0: <laughs> Darren, we've heard, we've heard um, on this podcast a hundred times how how Hammy feels about the Old Firm I think this is the first time I've had a guest on before an Old Firm match So what does it mean to you, the, the Old Firm match? is it, It's obviously more than any other game of the season, but what does it mean to you? Uh, well, it's definitely a game you've got to win
2: um, I think Rangers this season Especially the first game they put on a benchmark of We are now the dominant team um, although Celtic have come in the past couple of games and in my opinion they've dominated the past couple of old firms but Rangers always seem to find a way and I think for, for a footballing point of view see when you're playing against a team who just seem to just keep winning just keep beating you and keep beating you it gets in your head and I think that's maybe what's happening to Celtic however I, I, if Rangers go out and they play the same way they have the past couple of film games I can't see Celtic no winning I think Celtic will I'll um I'll get a result against us. Um but to bring it back to your point, it's the biggest game of the season. But if obviously you want to win the league, the league's most important. But on top of that, you want to win a real firm game.
0: All terms are the, the the king. Um you've you've said there. Celtic do seem to have had Rangers number for the last couple of old firm games. The first game, dominant performance by Rangers. The Celtic couldn't get the ball at their back three um, under new Lennon's system. It just it wasn't very good at all. Uh, the last two games, Celtic have, have been, by and large, the better team. Um, but I think what makes this, this game more interesting than the ones beforehand is Celtic seem to be the team on form. We've seen it at the weekend that they they absolutely gave Livingston a scalping 6-0. Like, this is now after the split, so it's no. there's no easy games after the split in the top six. These are teams that are here on merit. Uh, and Celtic, with James Forrest back, they, they seem to have been rejuvenated a little bit. With David Humble, James Forrest, these players that have really... I mean, James Forrest, we missed the reliable for maybe the past four years for Celtic, but they haven't been at the races this season. There's no denying that. The Rangers have been the far better team, but Celtic seem to be coming into it. Hammy, oh. does this... Playing your mind at all when Celtic are in this form coming in the old firm game,
1: hundred percent. And going on the basis of the last two old firm games, if we, we keep playing like that, it's going to give at some point. So if I and sorry, when I say we, I say I mean Rangers. When Ranger, if Rangers keep playing like that in the old firm games, then they're going to get beat at some point. Dan said we always do find a way. That's true. That's been the, that's been the case. You know the the past two old firms. But if that, that's going to give at some point and we can't afford for that to happen, the last time Rangers won the Scottish Cup, I mean, you're talking before the sort of liquidation days. Um, it's obviously been a very, very long time. It's such a good opportunity to, to put out Celtic just now. You put out Celtic, you're, you've got pretty much, unless we play St man again, but um, you know, you, you're going for something and, and the players, they've got the league out the way they can now sort of focus on that and put all their energy into that out of Europe as well. Um, So, I, it's just, it needs to be, if that doesn't get the fire in the belly for the, the Rangers players, then I don't know what will. But um, I, I, it definitely does play in that Celtic are in a good run of form. They've had the managerial change. There's a bit of pressure, you know, all about sort of Rangers now. The sort of pressure's gone for Celtic because they're sort of, out of everything, they're, they're going into this game as second favourites, particularly because of the game's. at Ibrox Rangers haven't, you know, even drawn a game. Never mind lost a game at Ibrox domestically this season. So when you look at that and you take that into account, you know, Celtic are really up against it. But that being said, I think I think Rangers, you know, I think they'll 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 get a victory. I think if they play, you know, to their capabilities.
0: Okay, same question to yourself, Darren. Like, you were mentioning Rangers have been the dominant force, but Celtic, obviously, they have been in great form and they should, had an outstanding attacking display against Livingston. How does that play on your mind coming out of the game?
2: I think the key, th- key for me is how Celtic set up. The past couple of times we've went with two up front and they've really pressed Rangers and no let them play out for the back. I think if they go with a four-two-three-one that they did against Livingston, it'll be easier for Rangers to play out for the back because mm. you've only really got Edward. Um, sort of uh, pressing the, the central defenders because let's be honest, Turnbull's not really going to do it yep. as as well as maybe Christie or as well as a uh, uh, Griffiths. Um, I think if they play that, I think Rangers will beat them. I think they've got to go with two up front and they've got to go go for us. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> Rangers Rangers have been an absolute juggernaut this season at home. I think you can see these four goals.
0: That's so,
2: incredible. Um, right, it's absolutely incredible. It's it? Unbelievable, and to be honest, we I have I have full confidence that we're, we're going to get a result with them. I mean, don't get me wrong, Chelsea have some really good players, but Rangers have as well. Celtic beat uh, Levy six 0 It a good result, but in my opinion, see if I'm in that Levy changing them, it's probably why I'm going to Levy changing him. But I'd have chopped it. See, you've got your top six man. Nothing else matters. You know I mean, you just want like to go on holiday, to MAGA or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, no, you're no really caring if, if you're getting hammered at Parkhead. I'm um, understanding more and team. more
0: why Ronaldinho was your idol, by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Before him, it was Maradona. Now it's David Martindale. <laughs> <laughs> I, what big guy here, by the way. Um, but I know Rangers, Rangers, in my opinion, they've got to shut You know exactly the way, the way they're going to play. I think as well what they've seemed to do in the past couple of games and obviously I watch all the Rangers games when Roof's playing he comes more central and it allows Kent to sort of draft in sort of go as a free roll
0: mm. I think
2: that works really well um, especially with Roof's movement Roof's got really good movement but it's, it's, it's a really interesting tie I think once the team's come out um, on a Sunday probably an hour before I, I can sort of gauge if it's going to be a tough game or no um, for Rangers I feel as if if they go 4-2-3-1 I think we will run over the top of them to be perfectly honest with you. I just don't think they, can, they would then stop us for getting out. So um, who's your three up front for Rangers? Well I've got I've got who I would like to see up front and then I've got who I think he'll pick. I think he'll go with Roof, Morelos, Kent but I would like I like Haji. Like, yep. I, I like to see these players play because it he might not be in the game for 80 minutes, but see that, that last 10 minutes, he's got the ability to pick a pass, he's got the ability to shoot for anywhere. But I, I just, he's an exciting player for me. Um, although I like Ruth as well, he probably gra- grab you more goals, but I like Hadji.
0: Yeah, it's just a wee footnote there. Like you're talking about the magnitude of this game, it's the most important game of the season. You want to see Hadji, and it's just a quick question. Uh, do, you, do you think you can honestly afford, if you're saying he's no great for eight minutes, can you afford to carry that passenger for eight minutes? So would you rather see him come on, maybe, rather than start? Because you know you're going to get 100% out of Ruth, Morelos, and Kent. No, it, Haji does try.
2: He does try, but what I think he lacks is pace. Aye. I think in all firm games, especially if you're under the cosh, he's just putting the ball into the channel and letting somebody run onto it. Mm-hmm. Like the way Morelos got beat on centre, putting yeah. the ball into the channel, letting him run onto it. Um, and, and giving the defence a little bit of respite. But see at the same time, I just I just like like the way. See if he makes a mistake, he's always want the ball again. Like he'll go and get it again. And it doesn't matter who's running him, how many players, he'll go and get on it. And I think he, he's got he's got the attitude for an old firm game. He's got the he's got the balls for it. Um and I, I would like to see him play. But as I say, I think Ruth, Barellos and Kent's are a stick on for Sunday.
0: Interesting, interesting way to view the game. Hami, who are you hoping to see in the Rangers lineup at the weekend? Any surprise inclusions?
1: No. Um I would go with Kent Morelos and Roof because I don't think that the old firm games that Roof has played in, particularly the one, you know, at sort of New Year's Christmas time, or the second of January, you know, that sort of old firm game. He started in that game and ended up getting well, We had I think he had a groin problem but he didn't play particularly well in that first half that he played. Mm-hmm. So I think he, in terms of an old firm game, a bit similar to Joe Aribo, he's not had a good one yet. So I think, you know, play him for the start, see what he can do. And I like Hadji. I love him a lot. I think he's definitely a player who probably starts every game, if not next season, then certainly the year after. He's a, he's definitely a, a player that we're will, will definitely improving a lot. I, I really, really like him. He's, He's probably our best sort of key passer in the team. He sees things that other people can't see. He's a risk taker, doesn't mind getting the passes wrong. I really do like him, but I think for the present moment, I think he's better coming off as a sub um, when the game, if the game isn't going towards Rangers. Because we've seen that so many times this season when we need a change and we put Hadji on. When you start Hadji, he tends not to play too well for me. I don't think he plays too well when you start him. I think he, he has a point to prove when he comes on, usually. You can't treat a player like that, though. You know, you can't, mm. just, you can't just sub him on when things are not going well. So I will look at Eddie Jekyll
0: at Man City. He left because of that, didn't he?
1: You see it with loads of players when you've got, you know, three or four players that could inevitably play that position. So, you know, you've got Hadji in there. He's definitely one for the future, but I do think that roof start and if the game isn't going too well then Hadji will come on
0: right okay Um, I think a stick on for Rangers is Alan McGregor he's been absolutely phenomenal in the old for a match and I expect nothing less from him in this game It the save that he made for Lee Griffiths and that was it Was, it, was it the last one Is it one before was that Ibrox wasn't it uh, uh, it was a new I, year I, one wasn't it I, was it, I, a new it was the new year Ibrox Absolutely on Save. We spoke about the Rangers' forward line. I'll talk a wee bit about the Celtic forward line as well. Um, they seem to be coming on a bit more form, whether that's because James Forrest came back, obviously. He seems to be missing this year, but that four, if you're mentioning, as Darren was saying, they play the four two three one, That four's, honestly, it's one of the best you'll see in Scotland, I think, as Turnbull, Forrest, Elian Nilsav and Edward, especially with the form that they seem to be on at the moment. I don't know if Chris will start. I would prefer to see Turnbull the way he's played, but I think those that provides real, real difficulties for Rangers defensively, especially if, I mean Nathan Patterson, don't get me wrong, right, every game he's played he's been nothing shy of brilliant, I, I've not seen him put a foot wrong, but I think an old firm game you've seen players who have played well before that can't cope with that pressure, you mean like as far as Mikey Johnson two seasons ago under Brendan Rodgers, just couldn't cope with him, um, and especially if he's got Elianusi on full form running at him, I can see him coming up against problems here. We uh, you know what the type of player Edward is. He likes to drift, play that false nine and double up on players to make it more difficult for them. I can see Edward and said really targeting Patterson as that weak link of the defence. We've obviously spoke about Rangers' defence this season being brilliant. What do you think is the main threat that Rangers need to look out for in this game, Hammy? Um, the the four that you mentioned there, absolute... I mean, we keep saying stick
1: on. Absolute fucking certainties. You know, you'd put your, the who's the wife, the wanes on that. Sort of lineup on Sky, but, Um Edward, Ellenusi, Turnbull, James Forrest. They're definitely going to start. And I, as you said, it's it's a absolutely full front four. All of them hitting form at the same time. James Forrest looking to make a name for himself. He's getting a real run of games at the present moment, and he's scoring goals, giving Steve Clark something to think about, especially when sort of this sort of news of today was that Ollie McBurney will not be in the Scotland squad so it sort of frees up a attacking position so James Forrest not played all season would you take him for the Euros
2: personally I would 100% I'd have Forrest and Turnbull
0: yep, back to the old firm game for a wee second there but do yeah. you as a Rangers fan what, what's your I wouldn't want to say biggest fear but what are you most worried about in the old firm game
2: I'm going to disagree with you. I think the the way Celtic can get a Rangers is our side. I think it's Hillander and Barisic, especially with Forrest's pace.
0: Yeah, okay, um, enough, I think
2: actually. I think that Martin Boyle at the weekend sort of showed that it's possible to get done there. Um the Hollander, I I like Hallander, he's a great defender, probably the best defender we've got, but he lacks pace. And I think if you get especially Barisic likes to attack. And because you've not got Ryan Jack in there, the marshaling of the the midfield, it's not always brilliant. Because I mean, Davis Davis can't be everywhere. Um, And I think Celtic could probably exploit that. Um, And Ellie Unusi on our side, it's got to be a different test for Patterson because he's playing against wingers, and wingers are totally different. Ellie Unusi's not going to stand out wide. He's going to drift in um, more inside forward and, and support Edward and Turnbull. And it's gonna be a good test for him. I I really, really like him, um, Parson as a as a right back and I think he'll do well against them. Um but for me, what sort of strikes fear into me is that Baris is gonna up the park, no getting back in time, no direct recover, and it's James Forrest versus Hollander in a foot race. And that's yep. only gonna end one way.
0: Well, as you mentioned earlier, if you've got a player with pace, put him on because that's you've seen how Rangers were getting overrun by Celtic and they played that that long, hopeful ball to Morelos and it managed to change the, the full complexion of the game. For Celtic dominating to beat on getting sent off, it really did, did change the game. I, I, nah, pace is massive in football, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I think as well it'll be important for Celtic to to keep doing what they were doing against Rangers. Like don't let us out. Keep us in. Don't let us don't let goals in spray that ball to Kent because how many times have you seen it a season it's cross-shield to Kent over the defence and he's in stretching teams. I think it's it's important for them to to limit that. And if I'm if I'm John Kennedy and I'm in an that Celtic team, every time Golson gets the ball, I'm shutting him down as quickly as I can and sort of letting Hollander have it and letting Hollander bring it forward because I don't think his use of the ball is as good as Golson's. Um
0: but it's it's got it's going to it's going to be some game tactically. Actually, now you say that as well, like talking about pressing Rangers like Golden. That's. I mean, I've, I've watched Rangers a handful of times this season. I'm not going to lie and say I've watched them as much as I used to I have. I kind of am a big game a watcher. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I watched the Hamilton Rangers the one-all game, and you mentioned that they, they covered Golden. It was Golden Hollander in that game, and Hollander did get left with the ball a lot, and he just almost seems to be lost a wee bit. We like Hamilton went on the front foot and pressed Rangers, which I was amazed to see, by the way. Um, but did they, they put a lot of pressure on goals and didn't they allow him to play that big long pass? I and mean, the Handers get the ball, they, they, there is room to be shaky there. If they're going to, if, if you're going to exploit, a, if you're going to find a gap in Rangers' defence, that that's it. that seems to be the only way to get them. Aye, and to be fair, we're sitting here saying uh, there's
2: gaps in defence, and this is what they can get at them. That's right. They've conceded four goals this season at home. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're sort of picking the bones. here. we're, we're trying to find some positives for, for Celtic <laughs> to, to to get through. Um. But no, I 100% agree with you. I think when Holander crosses at half way and he gets a nosebleed. You know what I mean? He's, 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 he's like a rabbit caught in the headlights. He's, he's sort of wanting to get to Davis or see my opinion. Just keep going. See if there's no pressing you. Keep going until somebody presses you. And I think probably the best one in the SPR doing that is Ayer. And I think, again, that's where Celtic can ah, get yeah, right. Us. If, if they've got his hemmed in, Ayer can then step in. <laughs> Ayer, uh, <laughs> Ayer can then step into midfield. <laughs> and sort of dictate the play along with Brown and McGregor Um, but it's got to be it's has to be a good game
0: right okay boys Um, I'm going to I'm going to press you for a score prediction in the game here we'll go Hammy first who's what's the score going to be in this game not just who's the winner what's your exact score 3-2 Rangers right okay Darren Rangers 3-0 3-0 Off confident <laughs> fair enough I'm I,
2: overconfident to be honest with you mate I think um I don't know I don't know what I feel to see the past couple of firms the both teams have let us do in my opinion I want to see some red cards I want to see some goals <laughs> I want to see some action All because about the past that. few the past few old firms it's been a bore fest man like somebody tackle somebody like, leave, a, leave a foot in
0: uh, it's missing I that kind of it's... holiday slicing somebody in the first two minutes and then hands <laughs> the up do you know what I mean that's missing for the effect, I suppose that's the effect of no having fans in the ground though uh, I oh. personally think Celtic are going to win this game. I just, I, I, I do. I don't see Rangers managing. Is that
2: because
0: I said Hamilton was going down? No, <laughs> it's nothing it's not <laughs> to do with that. No, I genuinely think <laughs> I, I, just the way the old terms have been going, and that's with Celtic being in poor form before them, but Celtic won six now at the weekend. I'm factoring that in. I'm going to go 2 now Celtic. It's obviously That's an awkward silence. I do apologise, boys, but <laughs> you need to be honest. <laughs> It's a, a last talking point. A last talking point. Sorry, before we go into trying to embarrass you with a, a quiz, I heard Hammy's done it this week, and I'm I'm hoping it's a good one. Uh, was the relegation battle that we kind of spoke about last week of Kilmarnock versus Ross County? I think as a Hamilton fan, I've learned quite a lot of things for that. It's made me more confident going into the tail end of the season. Um, go Hammy, what, what did you make of the game? Or oh, what you've seen of it?
1: Um, I mean, that's sort of the first game of the real relegation matches, if you like, post-split. Mm-hmm. Kilmarnock, Ross County, both teams fucking shat it. <laughs> both teams <laughs> couldn't win the game. Um, played into the favour
0: of Hamilton, would you say? Would you rather win won it or... It's a difficult one because I I don't see us getting tenth. I think is our best bet. So preferably, I would have seen Ross County actually win it and keep Komarnyko on as low points as possible. But I, like, there was no bad result for that game for us.
1: I know. I suppose. I suppose. Well, uh, could have been like ten, now Oh no! Well, that could have been good because then the other <laughs> team would have conceded. So, I you're right in what your statement is there. I was just trying to contradict that there, uh, but I can't find a way this time, which is a bit unusual. Um, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's it was it was a really good game that, that was end to end. Um, both teams kind of went for it. To be fair, um, th- was it the third, fourth minute? Chris third Butch minute. Scored yep. Third minute. So, I mean, right from the get go, I mean, you were fucking. He had a goal straight away, and then I think they equalised, then it went 2 1 call Kelly, then it went two each. Um so it was a game that had a lot of goals, a lot of familiar sort of goal scorers in amongst those two teams. You know, Kilmarnock have really struggled to score as of late, if it wasn't um if his name was Nikhil. Um and for Ross County, they've just really struggled to score all season. So um, no, it was an interesting game. Um I, I just want Ross County to go down, so I was I was rooting for Kilmarnock um. But aye, it was it was interesting.
2: How mate yourself? Uh, good game, good game for the neutrals. Obviously, two each, plenty of goals, plenty of action. Um, I just feel that I feel it's a better result for Ross County than Kelly. To be honest, um, Ross County obviously went down to that plastic pitch. Um, managed a draw. they sort of took a point up the road. they no know any further. Uh, away for Kelly or Hamilton are not any closer so um they can go back up the road and, and sort of be happy with it um, obviously I've already said that I think Hamilton will go down and I also think Kelly will go down I think it'll stay as it is I think Ross County especially John Hughes they've got they've got some alright players that are, that are sort of willing to buy into what he's saying um, I, I think I think they should be all right. However, Kelly's goal difference—I had a look at that today. Kelly's goal difference are quite—it's quite ahead of Ross County. So, if it could come down to that, um, and then obviously you've got Hamilton who turned into a prime Barcelona at this time of the season, um, and hopefully for Leicester's sake they do again. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but no, it was a good game. Um, it's, as Tammy says at the beginning as well, they, they both shot it, but. No for the well and a while in a trying. They both did try to to get the
0: three points, but draw all lot us. Sorry, sorry. I think that's the interesting thing about that game is that Kilmarnock took the lead twice at home and still failed to capitalise on it. That's at this stage of the season in the, in the position that they are already in the, occupying that playoff spot to take the lead twice and not hold on to it. To throw no, I don't want to say throw it away because I haven't watched the game. It, Ross County were just right up for it. Both teams were right up for it and it was a good game to both said. But you know what it's like. You take a lead and you lose it once, then you get the lead back. You do everything you can to hold on to it. Um, especially at home when you're on that, you've got the home advantage with the plastic pitch. Ross County I'm the used to that. Um, Michael, so Chris Buck scored in three minutes. Two minutes later, Michael Gardine equalised. To get a goal in three minutes, you're on cloud nine, and hopefully you put Ross County down the gutter at least at half time and just kind of hold the ball and kind of try and dictate the pace of the game. But to lose that advantage with two minutes after you've gained it, that is real worrying if it's Hamilton I'm worried Um, I mean I can't really talk because we get beat off Dundee United at one 0 at the weekend but to lose to lose a game sorry to draw a game lose two points after being ahead twice I don't think Tommy Wright will be particularly happy with that Um, you you mentioned John Hughes at Ross County Tommy Wright at Kilmarnock and then Brian Rice at Hamilton I mean you've got two tried and tested managers there uh, and then Brian Rice Uh, (laughs) ah (laughs) <laughs> I'm, 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 honestly, I'm I'm worried for the end of the season. It will be interesting to see how it pans out, but that game has had me more confident than anything else because that's a big, massive game for the two of them. The only game that's probably bigger than that for them is against Hamilton. Typically, we do horrifically in those games. Um, no, I have nothing else to say on that game.
2: I think, I think, as well, from a Kelly point of view, it's, it must be if you're a Kelly fan, it must be definitely frustrating because they go third place, but then Steve Clark was there purely through being shite to play against yep, and no giving away daft goals um, and then you're going for that extreme and t- let's be honest Kelly were pushing well above their weight with that third place finish to know t- when you're gifting two goals away at Ross County when you're, you get, you're taking a lead twice, it's, especially at this time of the season, the minute you get one goal up just get in, don't concede for the next 5-10 minutes and then see where that takes you but obviously it didn't, it didn't work out that way
0: Mm-hmm. Tommy Wright's a man as well. You're talking about Kelly being shite to play against. Uh, Tommy Wright's, he's not notorious for exciting free flowing football. I mean, when he was at St Johnson for years and doing well with them, it wasn't exciting football. It was that kind of stick to your man, play your pass, keep it simple, and do your best. There's nothing theres nothing exciting about his game. I think, uh, I think Tommy Wright's in a, a win win
2: situation here because he's come in that late that you can't really blame him for Kelly going down, to be honest with you. He's brought in Kyle Lafferty, who I think is a good, really good signing for them. And if he can manage, if they do go down, or if they get a playoff, they can manage to keep him fit. I think he's going to be the key. Um, but uh, Tommy Inuit's a good manager. He's a very good manager. He's tried and tested, as you said. But he's just, he needs time. Everybody needs time in order to make your mark. Um, and obviously, we've only got, what, we've got four games left or
0: something. Four games, yep. That's There's no long left. And it's nah. still so tight at the bottom of the table. There's... Ross County on 30 points, then Kilmarnock on 29 and Hamilton on 27. Realistically, it's one game in that. This, this could go down to the last game of the season. And I hope it does because it's yeah. Hamilton-Kilmarnock. So I really hope it does because it's <laughs> the last game of the season. That's that's the dream there. I don't Do you
1: think know some... um, Kilmarnock will be able to afford to, sort of. They, they need to throw absolutely everything at this. Because from a financial point of view, you're talking about Billy Bowie has made it very public that he applied for a £1 million loan. And for a club like like that is a lot of money. You know, the, the first club to, you know, the the furlough scheme, um, players took wage cuts, stuff like that is going on at like. So I mean, if they if they get real I, I think, you know, the likes of Harmon are already operating on such a low budget, whereas like are always seen as a sort of, you know, outside of the old firm Aberdeen Hibs and Hearts. You know, then then you're looking at teams that like like, but, you know, if they get relegated, you could start to see like really struggle. I mean, Scotland's oldest club, really, really struggling down there, and they could go to a budget as low as the likes of Hamilton or Livingston or something like that. So, you know, just plastic pitches, you know. But um, <laughs> No, it's just, it's, it's one of the ones, isn't it?
2: sounds absolutely terrible, but she because she of the whole bye-bye Rangers thing that Steve Clark says, I hope they go down, like both, <laughs> and it's, it's, obviously, I don't hold grudges, but I'm holding grudges with that, like, you've just went and beat Rangers, mate, and the first thing in your mind is to say bye-bye Rangers, get a grip. Nah, bye. I
1: know, I know, but, the, the, but in fairness to they Kilmarnock, they're the only team out of, you know, the 11 teams that had to have a vote of you know, the new company gaining ownership of Rangers Football Club. They were the only team not to vote. So sorry, to reject the proposal of such a takeover, if you like. They were the only Aye. team to not make it public. They they just didn't vote. I mean, it's not like they they voted to accept it. They just never voted. And that was the only well, club out of that. So I was... and plus they do a good pie and also I'm a I'm right into my pies, you know. They do a cracking my- pie,
2: by the way. My uncle Billy's a good guy. You know what I mean, would not he? Wouldn't he? he, wouldn't he <laughs> <laughs> He's not actually my uncle, by the way. Before before I start getting huddled, Hunter's abuse stuff, Kelly, for saying you, you want us to get down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're talking there about the the finances, right? You look at their you look at the squad, and there's not going to be a cheap ways, bill. You've spoken about Kyle Laffey. Aye, he was brought in this season. So was George Oakley. They've probably got clauses in their contract that state. if Kelly go down, then that. Contract can be wiped out, that'll probably be in there. But you're looking at players like Kirk Broadfruit, Alan Power, Gary Dicker, Chris Buck, these guys won't be on little wages. These getting and Yosef Malumbu as well. That's a guy who's had Premier League wages. He was at Celtic not long ago as well. This guy will be used to big money. These this this could be if like go down, this could be massive for Air fans. Air fans would be loving it. like no so much. That's what I'm saying. These are worrying, worrying times, but as long as Hamilton stay up, I don't. I don't care. That's it. That's my. That's my end product in this conversation. Uh, Darren, are you ready for the moment that you've been dreading for three weeks? Uh, no,
2: I'm abs- absolutely shite myself for this quiz, To be perfectly honest with you, I um, just go for it. Don't want to come last.
0: Right. So the infamous quarantine questions uh, with Darren Bowie this week. You will have one minute. One o'clock. I'll have the clock ready. Hammy will ask you 10 questions. You have six seconds per question. If you don't know the answers to any of them, just pass. Just pass. Honestly, that's the best advice we can give you is just pass if you don't know the answer. Don't spend time beating yourself up. No offence, Michael. Um, just, just pass. That's all you need to Time will start as well. Once Hammy finishes the first question, you let us know you're ready. Yep.
1: Right, it's um, just, obviously, just before we go any further, it's worth pointing out that this quiz is a Rangers-orientated quiz.
0: Um, I think that's only fair. No, every fair I guess so, we give them a, a, a quiz based on their own club, so of course.
1: Do we? mm hmm Oh, so we do, actually, Aye, that's a good point. <laughs> Aye. Oh well, right. <laughs> right, let's just get right into this. Are you ready, done? Aye, go for it. Right, so your time starts as soon as I finish the first question. Question one, who is Rangers' top goal scorer in the league this season? Tavernier. And which stadium did Rangers play in the 1972 UEFA Cup Winners' Cup final?
2: Fuck's sake, eh, Allianz.
1: Name any beer which has been a part of the shirt sponsors for Rangers. Tenants. Carlos Coelho signed for Rangers from which club? Pass. Name any Rangers pub in the world. Uh, Loudon. Rangers have one player in the squad who is on loan from another club. Name him.
2: Uh, Pass.
1: What is the Rangers training ground called?
2: The Humble Training
1: Centre. Which country was Ronald Watteris from?
2: Uh, Netherlands, Dutch.
1: Which shirt number did Barry Ferguson typically wear at the club? Six. Which manager guided Rangers to the 2015 playoff final against Motherwell?
2: Oh, did you shoot my call?
1: Carlos Coelho said. Right, I was right out of time. I finished it, but.
2: Started till finish. Come on, go for it. I did. Sorry, do you want me to repeat it? Aye, please.
1: Carlos Cuella signed for Rangers from which club? Osso Oh, Ooh. You've done oh, all right oh, there, oh.
0: but I, well, I reckon I don't know the answers.
1: No, a... no, you've done very well there.
0: What was the uh, second question? What was the second question there? Well, okay, I'll go through them then now. Right, so, okay. Don't Don't give the answer who, to a couple, because there's a couple I want to put my, my name on and see if I can get it. Right, no worries. Um, who
1: is Rangers' top goal scorer in the league? It is, of course, James Tavernier. Do you know how many? Is it thirteen? Eleven. What, what? In which stadium did Rangers play in the nineteen seventy two UEFA Cup Winners' Cup final? Absolutely no chance for this one. I said it oh, can't do. Of course it is. The Barcelona Bears.
0: And Barcelona <sighs> nineteen seventy two. Come on, Daniel. Aye, I know. In Barcelona, My Rangers knowledge. Oh no. <laughs> 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 Just a new club then, I.
1: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, name any beer which has been part of the shirt sponsors for Rangers. You went with Tenants. You had a choice there. Tenants is obviously right. Leicester, take it away. Carlin,
0: McEwan's. Um, I think I'm out there, okay. mate. I know. I think that's it. I. I, don't... I There's got to be one more. That's 32 red. They've got a beer on the go somewhere. But... I'll say that. That'll do.
1: Right. <laughs> um, right, Carlos Queller signed for Rangers from which club? I mean, you just got it in. Osasuna, what a shout. Um, I always remember he played against Rangers in the Champions League in 2007. And then he played... It was sort of similar with Borna Barisic when he played against Rangers with Osijek, And, um, you mm. know, a few months later, Walter Smith. I think we, it was a third bid that I eventually got accepted. He kept knocking his back, but what a signing... He was player of the year. new no,
0: I would have <laughs> went me. I would have <laughs> went me. a fair play.
1: Aye. Aye. That would have been a good shout, I know. Um, name any Rangers pub in the world. You said the Loudon. The Loudon is, of course, correct. Um, Rangers have one player in their squad who is on loan from another
0: club. Name him. Edmondson.
2: Hey. No, he's, he's on no, no, he's, he's out in oh, he's hey. out and loan. He's uh, out in loan. but no.
1: So I'll I'll rephrase the question. Rangers have one player in their squad who is on loan from another club. Name him. Oh, you'll kick yourselves, man. I thought this was easy.
0: Uh...
1: It's that easy that you have complete. Mind I was saying that to you before we started, Darn? Aye. Who is it? Zungu. Oh, Oh, for fuck's
2: sake. (laughs) Fuck's (laughs) sake. that's
1: (sighs) That's that's <sighs> one of the fucking ah uh, I hate questions like that. Right. What is the Rangers training ground called? I don't know if I can give you this. It's
2: called
1: uh, the Home training center, though. Well, when, I would, the, I would... when they were the the Rangers about two seasons ago,
0: but Murray Park surely. I, might, I, I don't know. Park.
1: You would I got the Rangers training center. That's what its official name is now. Murray Park, of course, I'll give you that. Even Howe I would give you that. I'm not sure, Lester. What did you think about the humble? It used to be called that. So, what was the question?
0: It? Can you can you read the question out of the exact wording?
1: Aye, it's just what is Rangers' training ground called?
0: What is? Nah, I'm nah, nah no, I'm not getting it. No. Nah, no, I'm not getting that one.
1: Right. Okay. Which country was Ronald Watteris from? Well done for getting that. It's Netherlands. Um. Which shirt number did Barry Ferguson typically wear at the club?
2: Six. No, it wasn't I it was eight, no, oh, it was it not six? six. Mate. Aye, right, of course,
1: it was. <laughs> Guessing myself, don't, <laughs> don't doubt yourself. Um, which manager guided Rangers to the 2015 playoff final against Motherwell? It is, of course, Stuart McCall, and you got that as well, so that's seven. But I mean, rising there, if, if I mean, the the Hummel one, you, you must be kicking yourself with that one. But Ganny Zungu, I mean, you were close.
2: Aye, I'm not even I'm not gonna lie, to you. I think I. I was still thinking about the, the lone one when I was seeing the the humble training centre. Uh but seven respectable
1: in it. It's a pass. It's respect. It's respectful, but I, I can't believe you never get the camp now.
2: <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm... <laughs> no. I know. I know. I panicked. Same <laughs> question. I <I'm> fucking panicked.
1: <laughs> no, but seven. You're right up there. You're right up there on the leaderboard. So fair play, to you as a good scorer. Um, aye. I think that concludes the quarantine questions.
0: Wait a minute, did you see the Allianz? Is that what your answer was? (laughs) Aye. Was that not built in like 2011, (laughs) mate? I'm telling
2: you, my (laughs) fucking knowledge after 2012 and go to race. I don't even know what an EDT is. (laughs)
1: 2011, mate, that's a year before 2012.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Allianz. Oh, brilliant. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on, Darren. You've been absolutely brilliant. Have you enjoyed yourself? That's the main thing. Hi, it's been a pleasure, lads. It's been
1: it's been very Listen, good. Listen, we will definitely it'll get you back on in the future. You've been really good. So um absolute pleasure and an honour to have you on. Um and I will do it again soon in the future sometime. I
0: think, that wraps, I think that wraps us up this week. Uh, thanks very much for listening, folks, as you do every week. Uh, make sure you subscribe to on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode coming out. You can get us on Twitter and Instagram at TA Pundits as well. Uh, tell your mates tell your family tell them to you know to listen to the show as well there's a lot of work in and it really does help thanks very much for listening uh, leave us a 5 star review on our podcast as well that's always very important if it's not going to be 5 stars then don't fucking bother cheers Jim <laughs> cheers Jim